This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The 11 to 1 Show. A Hollywood A-lister has become a dad again at 83, but isn't this really irresponsible? Full details on the way. Rescue me. He's going to need a lot of rescuing from dirty nappies, night feeds and blood-curdling cries. An A-lister has become a dad again at 83. Al Pacino is becoming a dad again. 83 years old and not that long ago we were talking about Robert De Niro at age 79 becoming a father for the seventh time and you know just got me thinking because many people would point the finger at a teenage girl you know getting pregnant and kind of saying God isn't it disgraceful shouldn't we just be just as concerned about a man of 83 becoming a father again that's what I'm thinking I mean Are they not concerned about not just how long he may actually be around to father the child? But realistically, you know, even myself and my husband, we were in our 30s when we had our second child come along. Right. And we were still just constantly exhausted. And that's in your 30s. So I know Al Pacino's girlfriend, I think she's in her late 20s, but he's not going to be able for this. Like he's not going to be able to do night feeds. You know, and even if she does night feeds, let's say, he's not going to be, you know, around to, you know, look after the child during the day. And I know you might say nannies and whatever else, but like, really, how realistic is this going to be like in terms of him actually being able to fulfil his role as a father at the age of 83? Craziness. I think this is completely irresponsible to be having children at this age. Craziness altogether. I mean... Even if he does live to be 100, he's still not going to be around for a lot of that child's life. Completely irresponsible. What do you make of this? Did you hear this news this morning? I think Chris might have been talking about this this morning. What do you make of it? 83 years of age, becoming a dad again. 86 658 I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Late night. Talking. Harry Styles, late night talking. We are getting geared up for his performance at Slane Castle. And if you are going along to Harry Styles, have you got your feather boa, first of all? Because that's apparently a necessity when you're going to a Harry Styles concert. And some glitter and lots of just colourful attire. That's what I've seen a lot of the Harry Styles fans wearing. But uh, there is some information, by the way, about it. LMFM.ie if you want to get more details on what, you know, all the sort of bits and bobs that you need with regards to this. You need to organise your transport 
hundred in advance if you're going to see him in Slane Castle and allow an additional three hours travel time to and from the venue. Well, Slane Castle, it is it's great. It's a great venue. It can be a long L walk sometimes down, you know, so just give yourself time. Download and transfer tickets ahead of time as well. Wear comfortable flat shoes, no heels or sandals. Yes, yes, yes. I fully agreed with that. You need to be wearing your runners or whatever because it, yeah, you just want to comfort is key, you know. Charge your phone, bring battery packs with you. Um, You'll need it for your tickets. Oh yeah, you'll need that dress for the Irish weather. Now look, you know, we are having stunning weather at the minute, but who knows? Who knows by the time the 10th of June comes around and it's a long day, so stay hydrated. Don't forget to eat as well. They're saying no big bulky bags as well. And uh, don't buy for unreliable sources as well, okay? Uh, Also, it's saying learn the halo effect in advance. What's the halo effect, right? So the halo effect can be used if you see someone in difficulty in the crowd. To ask uh, for help, get everyone in a circle around them to lift their phone torches up, all pointed towards the stage to make a halo effect of light. That's very cool, isn't it? I didn't know about that now till I'm after reading it just here. And uh, they're also, uh, fans are being warned to expect delays when exiting as well. Look, just it's one of those things, you know, it's going to take a while just to get everybody out safely and all that sort of stuff. Uh, also, you're not allowed uh, the large backpacks, you're not allowed your glass cans, hard plastic, that sort of stuff. Um, umbrellas, do not bring them. Just get the raincoat, you know, the, the big ponchos. Uh, also, you're not allowed your... Um, uh, professional camera so like video equipment iPads that kind of stuff um, alcohol or legal substances or any folding chairs of any kind okay so there's full details about this on lmfm.ie is 83 way too old to be a dad is it irresponsible of Al Pacino we are getting back to that topic and some of your messages flying in we'll get to them next the 11 to 1 show Clearly the Viagra is working. More power to him, says one message. We're talking about Al Pacino becoming a dad again at 83. Isn't this not very irresponsible? Liz says it'll be handy. He'll be able to pick up his pension and children's allowance in the one go. Yes, very true. Uh, Hi Sinead, I think the girlfriend won't be bothered with doing the night feeds. Never mind Al Pacino. It'll be the nanny's rearing that child. She's 29. She's in it for the money. No way can that be a normal relationship with an age gap that huge, says Francis. Well, you see... I have met people on this show that have had significant age gaps. Now, not as big as this one, let's say, but, you know, I kind of see where you're coming from as well, Francis, with regards to this. Uh, Crazy. How on earth will he be able to keep up with that child? The kid will have so many nannies, you won't even know who his parents are anyway, says Trace. Well, this is the thing, you know, as well. Um, Ridiculous, but sure, it's the same, uh, the same rules don't apply for celebrities, says Sarah. Yeah, the celebs living in their own little world. Al Pacino, Becoming a dad, 83. How do you feel about it? Keep those coming in. 86 658 It's closed in LMFM's 11 to 1. We'll get back to some of those messages about Al Pacino, but let's just pause that for a second because I want to talk about a very important sixth class student at St. Paul's Senior National School in Drogheda. His name is Raul Kovacs. He has won a nationwide poster competition. What has he been doing? Well, he's been raising awareness of carbon monoxide and the dangers it can pose in our homes. So earlier on this year, Gas Network Ireland, in partnership with Junior Achievement Ireland, so they called for entries into this 
competition carbon carbon monoxide safety poster. So the students completed this energise science, technology, engineering, art and maths educational programme. So they were eligible to enter it then. And the competition received numerous entries from all over Ireland. But it was Raoul's poster outlining the importance of having a carbon monoxide alarm in your home, which was deemed the winner, which just has reminded me this moment to test mine as well. I do have one, but you should be testing these things. The Energise programme as well delivers science to primary school students around Ireland through practical and engaging lessons to cultivate interest in the subject so students continue with it in second level education. And this is the thing, you know, with things like science particularly and maths, there sometimes can be a little bit of a barrier around that. People feel a bit daunted by it. You know, these are sort of the scary subjects sometimes. But this is great. If they introduce it to them younger in the primary school age and get them interested in it with the likes of this competition, it will encourage them to sort of keep it going. And it's a Fantastic achievement. So well done to Raul Kovacs, sixth class student after winning the whole competition, nationwide competition, and he's in St. Paul's Senior National School in Drogheda. Maria McKee, show me heaven and LMFM's 11 to 1. Nigel, our pal at the other side of the world, says on the Al Pacino thing, good morning, Al Pacino only did it, became a dad, you know, Again, so he got to say one last time, say hello to my little friend. Now I'm thinking of like, does he mean the child is the little friend or something else? That's where my mind goes, Nigel. This is a danger when you send me messages like regards to this. Thank you so much, though, for tuning in at the other side of the world. We always love to get your feedback on things. Now, if you are a Leaving Cert student listening in right now and it's a week to go I know and you're probably going for God's sake will you stop counting down we know it's a week to go but I understand because it's not that long ago it's not now it's not that long ago since I was sitting the leave insert and I remember the sort of anxiety around this and the stress levels are kind of going through the roof help is at hand we have lots of tips and advice for you self-care tips tips to manage stress and mental anxiety we're going to be chatting to Fiona O'Malley she's CEO of TurnToMe.ie Mental Health Charity we're going to chat to her next the 11 to 1 show. LMFM. With just a week to go until the first papers are handed out and the Leaving Cert exams begin, no doubt anxiety could be building in young people around the country who are preparing to sit the exams. Well, help is at hand. I'm delighted to be joined once again by Fiona O'Malley. She's CEO of TurnToMe.ie Mental Health Charity. She's on hand with self-care tips and mental health care advice for Leaving Cert students. Fiona, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Great to have you back on the show now. I remember it well, Fiona. You know, we had the graduation ceremony from school. There was barely any time to celebrate that because it was back to the study before the big day. It's a nerve-wracking time. We're in this time, this week up, leading up, isn't it? It is indeed, yeah. And a lot of people would struggle. And um, Some people, when they're preparing for the leaving search, they would kind of put their positive mental health practices on the back burner um, but that's something that we would uh, discourage we would always say that good mental health practices and good study practices need to work in tandem hand in glove and whilst on the one hand obviously procrastinating is no good it's also no good pushing yourself to breaking point um, but we want to emphasise that students need to use the time they have left before the leaving cert wisely and this means incorporating good mental health practices into their study routine. 
Yeah, so important. And like you mentioned, two things there on one on opposite side. And then you have the person that will just go absolutely crazy with with sort of cramming and things like that. So there's there's a lot going on with that. I understand that completely. Now, there's plenty of ways, as you mentioned there, that Leaving Cert students can be doing to look after themselves. So what advice would you have for them sort of this week here practice? So the first tip that we would say, it might sound obvious, but you'd be surprised at people that don't do it. But the first tip that we would um, encourage people uh, to incorporate into their study uh, routine is to create a study timetable and try to stick to it. Things can seem a lot less daunting when you have a plan uh, in place. And then this old saying, failing to plan is planning to fail. The second tip that we have is to take regular breaks because the brain works better when you take a five-minute break every hour and you also retain more information that you're trying to absorb. Um, We would also encourage students at this stage now to be writing revision notes and flashcards. I don't think now is the time to be reading a really bulky book cover to cover. Revision notes and flashcards are your friends now. Um, The fourth tip is to stay, stay hydrated and eat healthy foods because that's really good fuel for the brain. And the fifth tip is to practice deep breathing if you feel those levels of anxiety or stress rising and just to try to reduce those um, levels of, uh, of anxiety through deep breathing. Um, if you try to exhale longer than you inhale, that's, that's a good way to know that you're, you're practicing deep breathing correctly. Um, the sixth tip is to go for a jog or a walk in the morning to wake the body and the mind up and then do yoga or stretchings in the evening to improve sleep quality. Sleep quality is really important now because the Leaving Cert is a marathon, it's not a sprint, so you do need to get as close to the eight hours of sleep as you can. And then the seventh and final tip is that students and parents who are feeling overwhelmed or stressed about the Leaving Cert can join the free Turn to Meet online support groups. We have an online support group for students which run every Wednesday at 6pm from now until the end of the Leaving Cert and we have a support group for parents that run Thursdays at 6pm from now until the Leaving Cert. Fantastic. And and all those tips are, are, are really important. And I'm glad that you mentioned, you know, nutrition and sleep as well, because those are things that people can totally put in the back burner. You know, I remember as well, I remember as well the cans of Coke and the chocolate littering my desk. And uh, that's definitely not the wise approach. And this is maybe where parents can come in, you know, because preparing, like you say, good, nutritious meals, it's going to give them a little bit of a boost as well. It's that little bit of comfort uh, food because, you know, and, and also it's going to help parents who kind of feel a little bit helpless sometimes around this time. Yeah, and a lot of parents will contact us saying, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't want to put too much pressure on them, but like, I also hope that they are going to use this time wisely. If you're, if you fall into that category, I'd encourage you to sit down um, with your teenager and to go through, uh, draw up a study uh, routine. And then when they have their breaks, their five minute breaks every hour, to just pop in with them with something like a cup of tea or a glass of water or a healthy snack. And you don't have to have a big speech every time you go in, you know, to them. Um, but even if, like, small things like a, you know, um, rubbing their shoulder if they're feeling a bit anxious um, or just smiling at them or kind of telling them, you know, that they're, they're doing a great job. You'd be surprised how small those positive words of affirmation and actions of affirmation um, 
the difference that they, they make. You don't have to go in and, you know, have a big TED talk. Yeah. <laughs> Motivate, motivating <laughs> Motivate every time you go. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, small small things like that make a huge, huge difference. Particularly when they feel like that their parent has a confident, confidence in them that they will deliver well and that they will um, they will perform well in the exams. That, that makes a huge difference to their self-esteem and their self-belief as well. Oh, definitely. And it, social media, right, we have to talk about this now. It's po- a very important part of teenagers' life, but it does kind of put that extra pressure and stress, particularly if the others are posting about, you know, how well they're studying or, you know, how well they found the exam. It's it's that other added element that might be a good idea to maybe reduce social media use. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I'd encourage students to, if they can, try to delete the apps from their phone from now until the end of the leaving search because you're not going to get any productivity from, you know, the social media apps right now. I mean, are you going to really prefer that you spent an hour on Instagram compared to an hour studying for the Irish, you know, exam? I, I, I don't think anyone would think that would be a wise decision. Um, and also social media is quite vacuous and the, you know, the messages that you get can be totally mixed from someone you know, implying or saying that they did nothing compared to someone who's saying that they're doing everything they can. Um, you know, you, they, they, students need to find a healthy balance for themselves. And that includes making the best of their time that they have left. Because, you know, you have people, particularly on, on social media, I always found when I was um, preparing for exams or, you know, the social media that was big in my day, I think it's probably Bebo or something. Oh, yeah. But people would always say, oh, I haven't done a tap. I haven't done a tap work. I don't even know what, what subjects I'm doing tomorrow and they'd walk out of the exam and then get to like an A1 oh, and yeah. just kind of thinking why would someone oh, yeah. <laughs> downplay the work yeah. they're doing <laughs> yeah they're lying they're lying and do you know the yeah. other thing I used to hate as well is when after the exams my friends would say oh I wrote this this and this you know for that question what did you write and you'd be thinking I didn't write any of that and then those Egypts by the way would not be <laughs> they would not have written the right answer so try not to kind of engage too much with people after the exam as well I would say yeah, absolutely. Postmortems are not healthy no. when it comes to exams. Just, just try to focus on the next subject. If someone's kind of talking about what they did or, or worrying about what they wrote in the exam paper, um, I would just say politely walk away or yeah. politely just say, "I have to go and study now, but I'll see you later," because uh, there's no, there's no point. You know, yeah. doing engaging, engaging in that, and it just causes unnecessary stress. Yeah, it's just building up that anxiety again. Now, the last time Fiona, you were talking to me, you mentioned a brilliant app as well that people like a timetable or study app. What was that app called again? So it's called Brainscape. So it's quite a fun um, online app, a learning app um, where people can, it's essentially flashcards and you kind of have to write a couple of different answers for yourself in terms of what the flashcard, the answer might be to the flashcard. Um, and then it's difficult to explain, but like if you write up a deck of maybe 50 cards, um, the ones you know the least, like the ones that you score lowest on, they come around more often, oh, they great. flip over more often. So it's kind of difficult to explain you know, without seeing it. But um, it's kind of a fun way to learn because, yeah, the more often that you see it, then the information obviously eventually sinks in. Whereas the ones that you know or that you think, oh, they're really easy, they don't show them, they don't flip over as much. So it's quite an intelligent app. Um, mm. And it's it's quite a fun way to, to learn. Well, I, I certainly found it fun anyway. Yeah, no, that's that does sound great. And there's lots of those different tools that are out there if you're somebody that's quite a visual person as well, that, you know, it might help you massively. Now, you know, the, the setbacks, poor performance in exams, that can be discouraging. How can students sort of bounce back from some of these setbacks during the exam period? 
So it's important to note that everyone has setbacks in exams. There are so many exams where I came out and I thought, oh my God, I've definitely failed that. And I ended up you know, doing quite well. Yeah. Um, so again, try not to engage too much in the post-mortem. Just focus on the next round and, you know, be almost tunnel visioned. Like keep your eyes on the prize, the next, the next exam, the next exam all the time. That's that's what should always be in your in your mind. Um, so I try not to get too bogged down if you, if you think you didn't perform ter- terribly well. If by the end of the leaving search, you know, you get your results and you didn't do as well as you hoped, even that is not something to worry about too much because yeah. um, there are so many alternative ways into courses today. Like when I was doing the leaving search, um, just say, for example, met, obviously I, I, I wasn't going for medicine, but um, if someone in my class was going for medicine, there was only one route into medicine and that was pretty much to get 600 points or whatever yeah. the equivalent of 600 points is now um, but now there's you know you can do a science course first or you can do a conversion course or even there's an interview uh, process and like a, an assessment before you uh, sit the, before you go into the um, medical courses as well a lot of colleges would, would offer that so you know don't be too disheartened if you didn't perform well when you get your results there are so many other alternative routes into the courses now which is just brilliant because some people for whatever reason um, they don't perform well or they didn't get the points that they needed in one specific subject um, and thankfully now that's not you know the the door closed on people mm. there are other other options open Oh, definitely. There definitely is. And it's, it's, it's way more variety out there. There really is. Uh, students who might be listening to this um, as well, very important to speak up if they're not coping well. Absolutely. Um, so we, as I said, we offer free support groups for students uh, that run on Wednesdays at 6pm and a free support group for parents that run on Thursdays at 6pm. And one of the things that we always hear back from students is, oh, I, you know, I, I think I'm probably alone in this problem where they feel like they're isolated in the issue that they're facing. And then they join these support groups and they realise they're definitely not the only one who has these problems and these problems are not uncommon. So whether it's feeling overwhelmed, stressed about a specific um, subject, whether it's you know, you have relationship issues that are going on that are distracting you from studying or that are worrying you um, or family issues or conflicts, anything like that. You'd be surprised the amount of things people stress about in challenging periods. Um, But it's certainly not uh, ever, ever an isolated incident. And there's great camaraderie when you kind of realise you're not alone in in these problems. And, you know, that in itself can be quite comforting for people. Oh, it really can. Fiona, thank you so much for joining us with all of that fantastic advice. Thanks so much for having me. The Turn to Me Leaving Cert Student Support Group runs on Wednesdays at 6pm and there's also a parent support group running on Thursday at 6pm as well. Further details of that you can find at turn to me so the number to me.ie. Now going to take a quick break. We're back with music from David Gray and we're going back to 2014. The 11 to 1 show. We're going back to the year 2014 and this popping up in the Northeast update. Open Gangnam Star. Gangnam Star. Oh, who could forget it? LMFM Northeast update. 
with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy-efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 The video for this is just so bizarre. I'm watching it here at the side of my eye. On this day in 2014, size Gangnam Style becomes the first video to reach 2 billion views on YouTube. And today is no tobacco day. Smoking has long been a habit of so many of us that people would like to kick, but it's something that's proven quite difficult. So no tobacco day was established with the goal of raising awareness of the dangers of smoking and the thousands of lives it costs each year. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. There's David Gray. This year's love news at 12 is approaching. But after that, a boppy song by an Irish girl group turns 25. Nationwide visit a scenic seafood trail in Louth. Blondedney Coffee joins me. And I meet the man from RD who became a dad at an older age. That's all to come. The 11 to 1 show. On the way, I meet the RD man who became a dad later in life. He has some advice for Al Pacino. On air, online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM. That was Adele rolling in the deep. He's going to be up to his elbows and dirty nappies and night feeds. Al Pacino is set to become a dad again at the age of 83. We were talking about this on the show. And Matty Miles from RD messaged in and I had to invite him on. How are you getting on, Matty? I'm Grant Sinead. Good afternoon to you and your listeners. Great to have you on the programme. So tell us, first of all, what you messaged in, because uh, you know not that we're going to compare you to Al Pacino, <laughs> far from it, but you became a dad later in life. I did, yeah, very late. I was, I was 60 years of age. Okay, so not for the first time, though. Not, not for the first time. Yeah, we should stress this. Not for the first time. So your little girl, uh, your sixth child, arrived when you were 60 years of age. Seventh. Seventh. Sorry, apologies. Seventh. seventh. Okay, so seventh. <laughs> okay. God, Matty, you have your hands full there. Seven, seven children. <laughs> Little girl. Uh, so tell me, were there concerns at all with you about fatherhood at the age of 60? Uh, there was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm getting on in age. Um, I didn't think I'd have the energy. And I was a bit concerned about, you know, how long I was going to live and, you know, would, would, would she be fatherless? Um, at an early age, but I don't know. My father lived till 86, so I've got another 20-odd years to go. <laughs> yeah, people are living longer. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but, you know, was yeah. it a shock to the system then when baby arrived? Because, you know, all of the night feeding, was there a big gap sort of between the this child and the one before? Oh, no. Um, the next one down is five. Okay, so not too much of a gap. Okay. But was yeah, it still a bit, of a, a bit of a shock to the system? Hey, it was a bit of a shock, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, my partner Mel—you've probably heard heard about her from she's texted in a few times. Um, yeah, she's uh, a good bit younger than me, but not a bigger gap as <laughs> your man, <laughs> Al Pacino. We're not talking years yeah. like that. Yes, I, I understand you. I understand. And and you know, baby now, baby girl is too into everything. It's the toddler years. How are you keeping up with her, Matty? Oh, no, but she's a little angel. Oh, that's good. That does Most help. Most of the time. 
that does <laughs> <Most of> the <laughs> time. <laughs> and, and, you know, you know yourself. <laughs> oh yeah, listen, I know it well. I know it well. I was doing this in my thirties, and I'm still exhausted. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but what what do you think though of Al Pacino? You know, eighty three, new baby on the way. What do you make of this? I I think that's it, to be personally honest. I think that's cruel. I think it's it's really cruel because you know the poor child's never going to get to know a father because he's probably going to die in the next. Well, hopefully he doesn't, but yeah. he's probably going to die fairly shortly. You know, in the next decade. Yeah, and um, I think no, you don't agree with it. I don't agree with it at all. No, not at all. No, I mean, I, I was at six and sevens about having one at sixty, so eighty. My God, eighty-three. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and like that, like you said, you, you considered this. Do you know what I mean? You, you had a lot of conversations back and forth about this, and you're in your sixties. So, look at. Would you have any advice for Al Pacino? Then, like, I think that's all that's left to say with regards to this. Do, do you want me to say what I said before? <laughs> Get a vasectomy. Vasectomy. <laughs> Get a vasectomy, uh, Al Pacino. That is the advice. That's a good piece of advice. Also, though, you know, look, we were talking about this as well. He's probably going to have nannies and you know so much staff to look after this child. He's oh, probably yeah. Not, yeah, yeah. He's probably going to be you know grand. You know, he's not going to need uh, too much in terms of support that way. Uh, but you know, like I'm talking, you're talking to us now, Matty, with the seventh child. Any plans for any more yourself? Are <laughs> you putting me on the spot now? You better talk to Mel about that. <laughs> talk to the. I one. don't think so. No, no. But no, you, but you, what you obviously don't regret it. Things are going great. You're you're oh, fit and healthy, all. and everything's good. Yeah, well, well she's kind of healthy. She, um, she went into a hospital with a heart condition when she was like a couple of weeks old. But, oh wow, that's a worry. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, very scary. Um, it was touch and go. She was actually christened in the hospital. Wow, she was going to make it, but um, no, she's grand. Yeah, not a bother on her. Uh, do you know, and kid, demon. <laughs> kids are amazing. They bounce back, don't they, from things oh, like this? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they yeah, definitely no. do. They definitely do. Fantastic. Well, listen, Maddie, thank you so much for joining me and thank you so much for sharing all that, that, that de- lovely detail about your family and wishing you all health and happiness going forward. Thanks for meeting Sinead. It's grand talking to you. Th- thank you so much. Uh, Maddie and RD, there you go. He's a dad at 60. No bother to him, but he still thinks that Al Pacino is extremely irresponsible. Just going back to one or two messages that were coming in there on that uh, Al Pacino and turning, uh, having another dad, uh, having another baby. Uh, Al Pacino uh, having a baby would be great if you could sy- synchronise the nappy changes, says James. <laughs> James. Yeah, the staff will be, you know, cut out there, won't they? Two of them. Yeah, yeah. He won't be going to Jungle Joe's or Jingle Joe's with it and jumping into the ball pool and all the rest that we do our little, with our little ones. You see, this is the thing. He's not going to have the energy. Thank you so much for sending those in. Now for more celebrity news and the buzz. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Crossy. Penn and Teller were on the BBC this week. They were asked if it's a problem that tricks and how they're done are now on the internet. Here's what they said. And we love the fact that all that stuff's on the internet. I mean, many magicians are rather um, rather conservative about it and so scared. Yeah. I love the fact that after we do a trick on TV, instantly it's on the internet exactly how we did it. And 
more often than not right. Um, occasionally it's wrong, yeah. but more often than not right, or one of them will be right in a list of them. It's a wonderful way for people to learn magic. It used to be the only way you could learn magic was to go to some boys club. You know, the magic circle yeah. didn't even allow women in until the 90s. Yeah. Uh, don't allow us in still. The first 10 contestants for this year's Love Island have been revealed. All contestants for this series will complete a video training and guidance course around a range of topics including mutually respectful behaviour and relationships, behaviour patterns associated with controlling and coercive behaviour and language around disability, sexuality, race, ethnicity, and microaggressions. The first episode airs on June 5th. Halle Bailey was asked about the rumours that Harry Styles auditioned for the part of Prince Eric in The Little Mermaid. Here's what she said. You know, I have no idea, honestly. <laughs> I never auditioned with Harry Styles. He's a great musician and singer. But I think Jonah is, is an amazing Prince Eric. That's The Buzz. I'm Crossy. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Matty, who just joined us earlier on, talking about his children and becoming a dad age 60. His partner Mel has been on. She says, no more kids. <laughs> that's it definitely no more for those guys thank you so much Mel for coming on and, and sending that in now we're moving to the Wee County tonight because Nationwide on RTE they are going to be focusing on County Louth and they're taking in the seafood and the scenery we're going to catch a word with Blonde and the Coffee next The 11 to 1 show LMFM's Waiting. There's Keen to Grow. I'll be waiting. Just trying to connect with the Blonde Knee Coffee. Hopefully, we will uh, connect with her later on. Uh, but uh, she just uh, must be tied up at the moment. But we will be chatting a little bit about the uh, seafood trail that is, uh, it's called Sea Loud, as in S E A Loud Scenic Food Trail. And that is featuring in Nationwide tonight. Now, let's go back in time a little bit because 25 years ago, an Irish foursome, all-girl group, took to the charts with a certain song. And I can't believe it's 25 years. Uh, this this day, pretty much 25 years. And now at the time, I'll give you the top 10 at the time, right? So number 10 in the charts at the time was Leanne Rhymes, How Do I Live? Number nine was Last Thing on My Mind by Steps. Who remembers Steps? I mean, what a fantastic group they were. So, you know, the earworms of songs that they created as well. Uh, number eight, Stranded, Lutricia McNeil. I actually forget this one. I must have a Google of that one. Uh, Just want to dance the night away. The Mavericks, that was number seven. Embrace, come back to what you know. Number five, now I had a bit of a, I wasn't a fan of this one now. I was a fan of All Saints, but I wasn't a fan of this song, the Under the Bridge slash Lady Marmalade song that they kind of mashed up. I wasn't huge on that one. Um, number four was Feelish, uh, Tempera featuring Maya. Number three was uh, Horny, old song. Uh, number two was That Boy Is Mine. Great song as well, Brandy and Monica. And number one, Denim clad Irish foursome became the youngest girl group to have a number one in the UK. This was their debut single. It came out 1998 on this day and it became uh, nine, by the way, number nine on the Billboard Top 100. And uh, apparently the song sold around a million copies in the UK alone, went platinum in Australia and charted in uh, tens of many countries. 
and uh, the lead single from their self-titled album uh, got great reviews at the time uh, and it became a commercial success and this was the song oh come on fight like me da as well it's bewitched Oh, it's bringing me back, bring me back. Bewitched, say la vie. Now, something else that might uh, excite fans of girl groups because the Spice Girls, there's lots of rumours going around about the Spice Girls and Mel B is just fueling all of those rumours. Uh, she is taking part in a new uh, drag talent show. She's going to be a judge, but uh, she was, you know, got talking all things Spice and uh, she says that the five original members, it won't be long until they get back together. Yes, including Victoria. She says we are going to be doing some stuff, all five of us, pretty soon, which is going to be announced. She says, um, so there you go. So 2019, they did come back without Victoria. But now it seems that they might be set to come back in some way. I hope it does mean a tour. And I hope for God's sake, it means that they are going to come back to Ireland as well. Very excited about that. So there you go. Spice Girls news. Now, uh, from Spice Girls to White Snakes, we're going to have White Snake on the way for you just after these. The 11 to 1 show. Here for you. RTE's popular nationwide programme is visiting the beautiful coast of County Louth in tonight's episode as they take in the best seafood and scenery on the Sea Louth Scenic Food Trail. Well-known broadcaster and presenter Blondie Coffee from County Meads is on the line with me now. She's in the makeup chair. Blondie, how are you getting on? <laughs> I am. I've one, one set of eyelashes done on the one eye. The other one has to be done. But as I said earlier... I'm so lucky I have a professional here, Bethany, doing it. We're getting pictures taken for the, I suppose, for nationwide summer pictures. You know, they end up on TV now and that kind of thing. But sure, I'm not a model, as I said to someone (laughs) earlier. So I'm always kind of going, oh, God, breathe in, breathe in. (laughs) Oh, look, enjoy it. Enjoy all the pampering and the glitz and glam. Now, listen, you had my interest peaked at Seafood Blonded because, uh, you know, look, you have a hard life, I'm going to say, in this week's episode, sampling all the fantastic projects. Oh, my God. And you know what? I'm mortification. A mead woman yeah. had no idea how gorgeous Louth was. <laughs> I had the best day. I mean, to eat in the square, you know, in, in Dundalk, yes. to go out to Port Oriel and eat John Kerwin's amazing seafood, fish and chips. It was unreal. But also, it's just so different, isn't it, to other coastal counties? Because yeah. it's lush. You've got plenty of greenery. You've got the rugged coastline. And then everything is so near. Yes. You, know, you kind yes. of forget how handy these smaller counties. I'm all about the smaller counties. I'm going to head to Leitrim now soon and find a story in Roscommon as well. I just think there's so much more. And that's one thing about Nationwide, I suppose. For me, you know, I know Connemara very well, the west of Ireland. Relatives there always went there. But I'm getting to understand and really appreciate the rest of the country. And I had such crack with Jerry cleaning the fish in Port Oriel. I'm oh, not lying. I laughed so much. I mean, I don't know if you're supposed to laugh so much in the, in, while you're working, but I did. Oh, that's good. That's good. Now, I have heard about this fish and chips yeah. in, in uh, Port Oriel. Now, would Unreal. you be, yeah, would you, would you be now a, a salt and vinegar gal? Like, do they need Well, I la- tell you, I'm going to tell you something now. Fisherman's catch. Yeah, I yeah. don't do the vinegar. I like salt. I don't do vinegar. I'm not a fan of vinegar because sometimes I feel when you order the chips, fish and chips with salt and vinegar, there's too much vinegar. So, but I have to say, I love a bit of dip. I love a bit of mayo. Mm. Love a bit of mayo or any garlic dip on the side. But I mean, I'm not lying. I think I had 
I think I had two batches of fish and chips that day. <laughs> One day, I mean, that was just... It was, <laughs> Pure gluttony. But you know what? We went up to the Glen, a Green Core Co-op as well. Cool yes. Peninsula. You know, even Victoria Railway Village. It's someplace I've never been. It's a whole other world. You know, and I, I suppose, again, I'm saying that every, every... Oh, yeah, this is a great line, by the way. I was dying to say this to you. John Kerwin said, you know, we've had the, you know, the loud accent. And I yeah, yeah. We've had the Atlantic way. Now we have the loud way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love it. Yes, why not? There's loads going on there. And as you say, now I hadn't heard about this, the Sea Loud Scenic Food Trail. Uh, I've heard of the Boyne Valley sort of food trail and we're renowned sort of for for food projects around this area. But tell me about this uh, scenic food trail that's in uh, in Loud. What I I find, you know, coming from Mead, um, we're lucky. You know, we have Trim Castle. I'll be down there, by the way, Saturday. We're doing a special programme in Trim on the... um, they won the Super Value Tidy Towns. Oh, they did, yes. But, you know, Trim is amazing. The Castle, Newgrange. I mean, even the Hill Award, Crookslosta, in my own parish in Rockcarn in, in Athboy uh, Parish. They're all fantastic. And everything there is brilliant. But then you go to Louth and you're kind of going, OK, hold on a second. I get a passport. I go to different spots. All the restaurateurs or the hotels or the pubs, all the people that have sort of signed up to this food trail. You get your passport, you get your stamp and you move on. It's fantastic. It's all doable in an afternoon. Now, you take a day like this, a little bit overcast here in Dublin, but you take a day like yesterday or even a day like today and you have nothing else to do. It's the most perfect thing to do. Oh, it really is. And you know, when you were talking about the fish and chips there as well, I've often had them in Clatterhead, say, and you're sitting there and it's a stunning day. You're looking out at this gorgeous coastline with the fish and chips. I mean, fantastic. what What I couldn't believe is the amount of tourists that had come. And this was just on a... This was a Friday. They mm. were popping in because they had read about it or heard about it, right? I couldn't believe this. A lot of, lot of uh, tourists had a bowl of, bowl of oysters, a bit of lemon, Tabasco sauce, sitting on the bench, eating their oysters. I was like, God, where did you hear about it? And they just said they read it somewhere. Oh. So, you know, it's out there, all right. But sometimes tourism or tourists hear about things that we don't hear about. You well, know what I mean? Yes, and I love being... Given out saying, you think she'd know where it was. <laughs> no, I'm the same, Blondie, because I love being a tourist in my own county, in my own area, and this is the perfect thing to do. Well, I thought it was great, and I really, the only thing I felt it was missing, right, when mm-hmm. I sat there in the late afternoon was the bottle of wine. Oh, yeah, yeah. When I was driving. So <laughs> I'm, I'm on a promise from himself, the husband, that he'll drive down, I'll get me fish and chips, my daughter wants to come, and we'll have some wine, and he's happy to drive us home. Oh, lovely. That sounds like a nice yeah, now, yeah. afternoon well spent. Now, and you know what, the other thing, just about yeah. the Kerwin family, they yeah. are hilarious. The crack with Shauna and Shauna in the chip van, Charlene in the shop, and Jerry is Charlene's husband. Well, I never laughed so much. It was real. I mean, I suppose we're all very local to each other, me, the loud. Mm. Very similar sense of humour. Oh, yeah. Very, very similar. Very, very similar. But the cues when I was leaving, the cues for the fish and chips. Oh yeah, like people people know, you see, and it's the same as well as they say down in Clarehead as well. They, they, they just word them out and yeah. it spreads, it really now, does. The other thing that I thought was very impressive is Connor. Uh, Connor, I don't know if he says halfpenny or halfpenny, you know, in the square restaurant in Dundalk. That's funny I because was, lots of people have that, that halfpenny or halfpenny. Yeah, that's a thing. What? Yeah, yeah. I, I was very, I really liked interviewing him about local produce, yeah. local ingredients, keeping it as local as he can. And you know what? It was just, it's great to know 
there's another. Now, listen, it's a restaurant you go to for a special occasion oh, or yeah. a night out or a date. A date because I'm, you know, one of these. But you know what I mean? <laughs> but it was great. It was lovely food, very nice food. And the place is small. You really have to book it, but it was so nice. And it's great to see that kind of standard everywhere. We should all have... See, these restaurants are everywhere. We just don't know enough about them. Well, that's the thing. Yes. And as you say, it's nice for a special occasion. Now, nationwide, a big milestone this year. 30 years on the go. That's amazing. It is amazing. Now, I'm only on it for, I think, four years. I always have to count when lockdown started. That's how I know. Because um, I joined January and then we had lockdown in March. So the first lockdown. So I'm four years on it. Anne just told us this morning she's 11 years on it. Uh, Mary Kennedy was on it before that and Michael Ryan before that. And you know what's great? You know, no matter who's on it, it's a great brand. Oh, it is. It's great. It's great. to go on and on and on. And really and truly, like, it's not one of the, the bigger shows when it comes to budgets, but the work we do is unreal. But we all love it. You get on the road, you don't know who you, you know who you're going to meet, but there's always a surprise. You go on the road to do one story, you come back with three. Yes. Like, that's unreal. That is unreal. And is it that the secret to success, you think? Because it's ordinary people, ordinary communities, but they're yeah, so proud to share about what's unique yeah. in their area, isn't but that also it? Also, it's, it's positive. It's local mm. and community. I mean, they are the buzzwords for us. When it's local and it's community, the, fee- the response we get from the audience, local and community, they love it. Everyone works so hard. I mean, there are so many reporters on this programme, like Zainab works very hard. Mary Fanning, like one of the, she's been on it since the beginning and she never stops. There isn't a horse in Ireland she hasn't seen. <laughs> she's even doing a story at the moment on an equestrian dentist. This dentist that just works on horses. Like, oh, I yes. never knew such thing existed. No, no that's amazing. But there's so many things going on. There's so many people um, in different parts doing their bit for it. Like, there's only so many full timers, but at the end of the day, it is. It is an incredible machine. It's a conveyor belt and it only works because people want positive stories. Yes. People want, and by the way, positive doesn't mean there isn't, isn't a bit of sadness in it, but there has to be something for people. I think after the news, and um, it's mm. so hard for people. I just saw this morning diesel and petrol going up again. Yes. Oh my God. You know, it's just so hard for people. And every time you feel you're getting some, some sort of help, Someone else takes it from you. You know, it is what it is. It's an expensive country to live in. It's not easy for families, no matter who you are, what you are. And I just think anything that goes on, comes on the telly at seven o'clock in the evening and puts a smile on your face, isn't that worth it all? Oh, that is worth it all. That's the job. That is the job. To you and you make them smile, you know, if you're making them smile, you're, you're winning. Oh God, yeah, and it uplifts you, it really does. And you know, at this stage, you've probably travelled the length and breadth of the country and God only knows how many stories, but is there anything that sticks out that you kind of go, oh, that stands out now as a great story that I remember? Yeah, there's loads of them. I I have to say, I I was blown away, and I'm not just saying it by the Kerwins and and Jerry Collier in in Port Oriel. It's not because what they do, it's the Mm. people. Yes. They were so natural with me we have such crack um, when you meet someone and you feel you've known them that's just that's something very special you know it's like a connection and I don't know I, I like it yeah it's usually people I remember I did love though I really really did love um, the blacksmith in uh, Angawa in, in Bohemian and me oh uh, yes in. He's, he's brilliant really, I've met him a couple of times he's brilliant well, it's the fact that it's the fact that he um that he is what he is. Just yeah. because you, um, how, could a gale we say in Irish, there's no pretending. No. He is who he is. 
he was a qualified engineer. He took his engineering skills. He was creative. And he decided to go the creative route. That takes courage. Oh, and massively. Yet, yeah. You drive up to the yard, and I'm not lying to you. I just say, I thought I saw nothing, but I thought I saw nothing but scrap. But sure, every piece of scrap is a piece of, it's, an, it's a material for his art. Yeah, this is it. And you know, I only I, I met him again at Dunderry Fair, which is just oh, a great day out as well. Dunderry Fair. Dunderry, Dunderry Fair. You can't say Dunderry. No, no, no. I'm too posh saying Dunderry. Absolutely. But he was brilliant. And he, yeah. uh, like you say, he's exactly like he is on the air, off the air. He's the same yeah. guy. He really is. And the other thing I think is amazing about him is you have such an experience. You, you go do. There you do. And he makes a pot of curry. He has the curry made. Well, his mother makes it, let's be honest. And you sit down there and you're enjoying looking at him and you're just thinking, jeepers. And this was a winter day. Yeah. It's freezing. But you didn't feel it. That, that's when you, that stays, those memories stay in your head. Everything, it just, I don't know, there's always things like that. But like only four years on, I mean, look at the stories I'll have in 10 years on. Do you know what I mean? There's just so much more to do, you know? Oh, there really is. There really is. Well, yourself and Anne are a joy to watch. I know that the show will continue for for many more years. I'll get my single pictures. I'm going to have to join her and I only have one set of lashes and I have to go. I'll be (laughs) shocked. have to go is right. Great chatting to you as always, Blonde. Thank you so much. Absolutely, we will. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye, 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 Blonde. Any coffee there? She is (laughs) fantastic. Uh, Tonight, Loud in all its glory will feature on Nationwide or to E1 at 7pm. There's White Snake. Here I go again on LMFM's 11 to 1. On the way, I've got music from Paddy Casey for you. The 11 to 1 show. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes backed by Bordgosh Energy replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes visit localheroes.ie RD Coach Trim are seeking qualified motor mechanics to join their expanding team based in RD County Loud this position will give the right candidate the unique opportunity to be trained in HGV mechanics please apply by email to hr at rdcoachtrim.com Hair by Kazoo are now recruiting for qualified stylists in the Drogheda area. Please apply with your CV to hairbykazoo at gmail.com or you can contact Mary. She's on 087 8156 100. And also Hair by Kazoo are seeking first and second year apprentices apprentices in the Drogheda area. To apply you can uh, again email CV to hairbykazoo at gmail.com or Mary on 087 8156100 Don't forget all of the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie LMFM Job Search Should be Paddy Casey Saints and Sinners bringing the show to a close Thank you so much to all the guests and to you for listening Have a great Wednesday and I'll chat to you again tomorrow oh, The 11 to 1 show 